Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I like this combo. I use Cinnamon Toast Crunch for Rice Krispie Treats. That I feel like might get a little... That that will jack the roof of your mouth up right there. I can tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Like dude. with the, the corners? Yeah, I, the corners are... Like, if we're talking about, like, most painful cereals to eat, that has to be number two behind regular Cap'n Crunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, somebody says Life Cinnamon. Uh, life cereal? I don't know. Life is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Bad cereal. Chex Mix, trash. Chex Mix I, is I will, better as a snack. I will say this. And puppy chow. Uh, Frosted mini weeds, highly underrated. That's another roof killer. Yeah, not as much. Not as much. Kind of. You just don't, you don't put too many in your mouth. It's not as bad. But frosted mini weeds, strong, especially if you get the little bites ones, strong mm. contender. Those don't kill the roof of your mouth, the small ones. You know what I always, and this is really weird before we get into this topic, but I would always use frosted mini weeds as like a snack. Like if we had them, oh, I, yeah, I, I just put them in yeah. like a Ziploc bag and I'd put them in my bag and I'd just smash them throughout the day. Yeah, before I uh, stopped eating cereal for dietary reasons, yeah. I was I would frequently eat them as a snack, just dry. Dry cereal is my thing when I was in middle school and high school. Like Crunch Berries or uh, Lucky Charms, though they, your hands get sticky because of the marshmallows. Uh. But dry cereal was a great after-school snack for me. We used to do Rice Krispies and use whole milk and add whipped cream on our top. On top. What? Hmm. I had to put so my I had to put so much sugar on Rice Krispies. It looked like it was like a snow covered peak. I just never ate them. Yeah, I we literally only used them. Like if there was a box of Rice Krispies in my house, it was because there was a snow day and somebody made Rice Krispie treats. Cereal wasn't a democracy in my house. Not so, really. Yeah, I mean, like especially like my dad would get them big ass bag of Apple Jacks, mm-hmm. and like the first loved couple Apple Jacks, and they were good. Like the loved first Apple few Jacks. bowls were really good, mm. but then by the time you get halfway through the bag. You just you're tired of 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 them damn Apple Jacks. You're like, yeah. oh, Apple Jacks again, or like Corn Pops too. Like Ew. Corn Pops, really good first few bowls. Not really. By the time you get halfway through that bag, you're like, damn, more Corn Pops or mm. Honeycomb too. 
Honeycomb was another one. Yeah, that yeah, I couldn't eat that either. Like you get a, I get like we two or three the, bowls uh, out of it, and I get tired. We did like the what was it like the the packages of the small boxes where you had like oh yeah cornflakes, yeah. you had uh you know like apple jacks, and you ate the and you ate the, the money last, ones first. The and last ones left the were, smacks. were Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios. Were for always the last two, for my two that were always left were the pops. And the smacks. They had like the green frog on the front. I like smacks. Smacks Gross. were good. Smacks Ugh. were good. I liked it. I like pops too, but it wasn't like my 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 top favorite ones. But those were those were good. So we get out of cereal, we transition into players. I brought this up to you earlier in the bullpen because I thought about it today when I was kind of doing the other job, walking around. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I really keep thinking to myself that Mike Williams would be a fantastic get for the Chiefs. And I thought to myself when I was also like scrolling through Twitter this weekend, it just kept saying like the Chargers seem interested in this person. The Chargers seem interested in this person. And it was just like clearly the Chargers have a ton of money. We know that they're going to spend a ton of money this offseason. They have their quarterback. They've got a receiver that's aging quickly uh, in Keenan Allen. And Austin Eckler is, is going to run out of time as well. And Mike Williams, who Chris Sunicero thinks – the Chargers are going to franchise tag the 30-year-old wide receiver. I'm sorry. I made this up. 27-year-old wide receiver. He's 27? 27. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was. He's 27 years I'm old. I'm about to say, like, he, uh, born, he a real old 30. <laughs> born October 4th, 1994. The 27-year-old out of Clemson had probably his best year this year. And it's year, I don't know, two with Herbert, but now they're solidified as like a unit with each other on that team. But for me, would you be okay getting rid of Shavarius Ward and getting Mike Williams? Like if you had to get rid of Shavarius Ward to gain Mike Williams, would you do that? My answer is yes. Now, it's a tough situation for me because I really like Ward and I really like Sneed. For multiple reasons. They do pretty well at their job. They're not exceptional. They're not Pro Bowl maybe level. Maybe LeJarius Need could get there. When his pro reference page is finalized, there might be three-time Pro Bowler. You know? Not going to be a Hall of Famer. Not going to be one of those guys that goes out there some year. And gets a, you know, Stephon Gilmore type of contract. Um, Not really worried about that. The reason I like Ward and Sneed so much is because I feel like they're perfect for this team. Like this team eventually is going to switch where the heavy side of money is. Right now the money is on the defensive side of the ball. Like that's where all the money is. Chris Jones's contract, Frank Clark's contract still out there. Like, that money is there. Like, the football side of, of things is going to switch eventually. The offensive line is going to start costing a lot of money. Tyreek Hill is going to get an extension. Patrick Mahomes' contract is going to start hitting heavier unless he obviously reconstructures every year, which he probably might. And eventually that's going to change. But if you think about adding a guy like Mike Williams, who's 27 years old, who last year – and for some reason, every year, destroys the Chiefs. Last year against the Chiefs in week three, at seven for 122, two touchdowns, and he had that, uh, you know, big-time two-point conversion. And was basically one of the reasons he the Chiefs lost that game. 
And last year, Mike Williams on a 9-7 and seven Chargers team, he played in every single game except one. Week 15 against Houston, they lost 49 to 29, 41 to 29. But Mike Williams had 129 targets. He caught 76 of them, which is a little concerning. For 1,146 yards, that was good for 15 yards on average. He had nine touchdowns last year. And if you ask me, you put Mike Williams in this. Mike Williams is a perfect fit for the Chiefs, in my opinion. Because he is like that Sammy Watkins guy on steroids. I agree not with liturgy, you. Not literally <laughs> steroids. Just like, I, I would hope he's not on steroids. Yeah. I, I agree with you on this. Um, I like Charverius Ward a lot. I've been advocating for them to re-sign him. But I don't think he, he's not like a shutdown, dominant, you know, put you on island type corner. Right. Mike Williams right now is has he was one of the best receivers in the NFL this year and he has number 1 potential right now. I've been saying the last couple weeks the Chiefs need to go out and get themselves a guy who has number 1 potential because I mean there's a lot of things you have to think about future wise. Travis Kelsey's going to be 33 in October. Tyreek Hill just turned 28 and he's a speed guy and we know once you start getting into your 30s, like speed starts to go away a bit. And this team needs to emulate what other teams are doing in the league, which is stacking as much offensive talent as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. We saw the Bengals this past offseason go out, and they already had Tyler Boyd. They already had um, T. Higgins. And they were like, oh, well, you know, our quarterback just got murdered in a, in a game against the against Washington by Chase Young. Let's go draft another receiver and still have a terrible offensive line. And they got to the Super Bowl because they had so much talent. It was impossible to stop everybody. I, I feel like that's where the Chiefs need to go because God forbid something happened to Tyreek or something happened to Kelsey and those guys get hurt and you're just relying on the other guy and a bunch of other dudes who aren't number one capable receivers while all these other teams are playing guys that have the ability to do so. So I think the Chiefs, if they get the opportunity to do so, let's say that the Chargers decide not to franchise tag Mike Williams, which I think would be a terrible idea, but it, let's say they didn't, didn't decide, they decide not to do that. And the Chiefs have the opportunity to go get him, which uh, there's been stuff out there that's saying that the Chiefs would be interested if he was not franchise tag. Mm-hmm. I think that he would be a great addition to them because I think that now you've get a, you get a number one capable veteran receiver and you can still go out and maybe draft a guy later, maybe not in the first round like I think they should, but maybe second, third round, and you can address other needs where you need to hire in the draft or in free agency. Do you think the Chiefs, like you said, I think that we're on the same page here without a doubt. Um, do you think the Chiefs know that they are no longer part of that offensive threshold where it's like, it's the Chiefs, couple tiers down, it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Chargers, all these teams. Now I think it's kind of like Chiefs, and then like you turn the corner real quick and right in your face is four other teams that have a legitimate offense. And I think the way that the Chiefs need to address this is like how they have always been, and that is two steps ahead of everybody else. And a guy like Mike Williams, who is 6'4", 220 pounds, like inside 30 yards, Mahomes is going to make that man very, very rich if they give him a one- or two-year deal. 
I think, I mean, I don't know if he's going to get a, if he's at, if he's 27, he's going to be looking for at least three or four years. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Which if, is fine. They give him a three and a, and a fourth option. I think probably just a straight four because he's 27. So I, I think that he'll probably oh, just wait. get straight four. <laughs> I mean, somebody's like going to nine touchdowns last year. How many someone, weeks does it take him to have nine touchdowns? For the someone's going to, I mean, it, he probably, he might not even get to nine because oh, he's going to be the third option. But, but I, I, I will say this. But all his options are coming in the red zone. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, they 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 also like Kelsey. They also like Fordson. Yeah. And I think they're going to use Fordson a lot this this coming season. Uh, you know, should he be able to come back from his injury in time for right. to play most of the year? But I I just feel like this Chiefs offense, like they know that they're not way ahead of the pack like they were the last few years. They yeah. know. Like, you know, Nate Taylor was talking about this on, on the drive a couple weeks ago. Like, the Chiefs are looking to draft a receiver at some point. Um, they, I, I think they're going to be aggressive at maybe looking at some options in free agency as well. They know that they're not the clear-cut number one team now offensively. Mm-hmm. And one thing we know is that when there's a big problem with the team – Brett Veach is going to do everything possible to try to fix that. We saw it last offseason. We saw it before 2019. I, I very much feel like Veach is going to be very aggressive in trying to get some playmaker in the in the receiving core to add some consistency to what we already have. You want Omari Cooper? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I want Omari, yeah. I mean, like I said, Mike Williams, Omari Cooper. Uh, I'd be cool with Juju if they can get Christian Kirk. I'd be cool with that too. There's a lot of options here. And, like, the Chiefs can clear up a lot of room on their cap if they're able to, like, you know, restructure Mahomes. Um, if they can they're, – they're, you know, working on a deal with Tyreek. There's been floated around. They could potentially create some cap with Tooney as well. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, Frank Clark. They've got options to create room. So I think that there's a very good chance they're able to do something like that. So far, the tag, the deadline's tomorrow, 3 o'clock our time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Devontae Adams is on that list. That might get it. Chris Godwin might be on that list. And Mike Williams also on that list that will get shorter and shorter. We come back. We'll talk about why I think college basketball continues to fail. Brandon Kylie at 730, but there's – more to it than just the obvious with college basketball. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Chris Unicero, Dusty Likens. I'll be with you tomorrow night. Um, Wednesday night, we will not be on um, because you obviously don't know why, but it's because there will be the Big 12 tournament is starting uh, Wednesday night, and K-State will play. Uh, this is the home of the K-State Wildcats, so you get, uh, you, get, you get Wyatt Thompson Wednesday night, and then Thursday, Friday, it's all uh, Chris Unicero and Josh Vernier as he'll be on six to seven Thursday night. Then it's Chris Unicero seven to nine and then six to nine on Friday night is Chris Unicero. I, my man will be out of town, probably listening to you until I run into this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. New Columbia, but I was going to Snake Saturday in St. Louis. I don't know what that is. Is that like a St. Patrick's Day thing? Yeah, but it's like where we're doing it, it's not like where everyone just starts falling down and gets hammered and is puking up green beer. It's more like you go to wineries and you do this stuff. Weather's going to suck, um, so it'll be full cardigan uh, for your boy over here. But uh, you have you have definitely adopted the Julio nice. cardigan life. It's yeah. nice. It's you a, had, it's you a Julio almost war. had the at the beer premiere we had a couple months ago. You and him almost had the same cardigan. Best looking it, cats there. It was like I was like I was like I know Julio's gonna be here in a cardigan. Yep. That's Julio style, but I didn't expect you to be in there too. I told the people that day on uh, on Cody and Gold that that's where I'd be and what I'd be in. So I, I had no no issues with that. But um, yeah, I mean it's just like a. It's just a, an excuse to get with people, drink, and celebrate a holiday that is extremely overrated. But um, before we get to BK and talk about this article that he has uh, written for Arrowhead Pride, obviously during the football season, you can see he, Ron, and Serta all together. Kind of a, a fun crew to follow and watch their uh, opinions take off. But I thought it was interesting because Big 12 tournaments this weekend, and nobody knows. It's local. It's something that I always remember uh, Lake and Bink talking to Kathy Nelson about. I just always re- – every time I think of the Big 12 tournament, I think of Kathy Nelson. I think every of time. Lake and Bink every time. having a, <laughs> Like, what do you feel about this week? Like, what are you jacked up about? And she was always great. It was always fun to hear her do the interview and, and hear Binkley, like, you know, let her, like – you know, do you do you sit courtside? You know, what's your what's your food of choice when you go? Do you get a box of popcorn? Do you know whatever? That's that's what Bink was looking for. Oh yeah, food choices, right? There. But I feel like no one cares that the Big Twelve tournament is this weekend, and part of the problem with that is it's not your fault. Now I know that there are uh, some people out there that are like, "What are you talking?" I care. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm ready for it. But really, there's like. There's one game that really has any sort of impact, and it's not even a chance to be the final, but it's it's Baylor-Kansas. That's the biggest game of the tournament. Now, I think that actually can be the final game of the tournament, which could be played on Saturday, but the thing that I think is concerning about college basketball is there's two different reasons that I think no one cares, and there's not a lot of, a, a lot of plug for it, and that is... And, and Chris and I talked for almost an hour straight before the show, but like one thing that I'd be doing right now is in my mind, and again, I'm an outlier and, and so is Chris, like we're, we're super crazy sports nuts, but like I would try to figure out who the top four seeds are and what region they're going to be in. So I could kind of figure out 
how easy of a ride for each team would be. I'd be like, okay, so, you know, in the past, I'd be like, okay, Duke's going to be a one. KU's going to be a one. Is KU going to be in the east or they're going to be in the south? Okay, if they get to the second round, they're going to play at Omaha. If they get to the if they get to the final four, it's it's not that far away. It's it's in blah blah blah. And like I don't do that anymore, and not a lot of people do. And I hate to break it to you, we're almost five days away from Selection Sunday, and where's the advertisement? And to break it down a little bit more, there's a kid that played very close to this building that's probably going to be an All-American who was Big 12 Player of the Year and who was All-First-Team Big 12, and it's like we don't even care about it. And you're in a time right now, college basketball, where there is no baseball. Everyone is infuriated with baseball. Vern showed a lot of passion tonight about what people feel and what people should be feeling about Rob Manfred. Vern was very optimistic a week ago when talking about when baseball is going to start. Vern is a little less, well, a lot less optimistic of when baseball will start. We already know we're missing the first two weeks of the season. I'm going to go on record right now and tell you you're going to miss the first month of the season. Yanking baseball until May. My opinion. And there's a good chance it may not start until June. I would set the over-under right now with baseball at 125 games. And I would listen to the under very closely. But with college basketball, again, like your sport is also hurting. And you can tell because your Super Bowl is two weeks away and nobody knows about it. Nobody knows Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Now, maybe I'm being a little bit of a pessimist here. And thinking that I'm not giving them a chance because people want to be like, well, you can't really get excited for Selection Sunday yet because, you know, the tournaments haven't started. The conference tournament hasn't started. But this is kind of the fun time to watch the tournaments because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is when those mid-major games happen where that kid you've never heard of from, like, Loyola, Chicago hits a three to win it. And then that team gets to the Sweet 16. And that one cat in your field that does the brackets was like, dude, I watched him the other Monday. And I'm telling you, man, this team could fight. Shut up, Brandy. But I think the problem with college basketball is they do a very bad job of advertising for their sport. I don't think necessarily people don't care because you can go hang out with Cody and Gold on the 17th of March and go watch the first day of the tournament on that Thursday. You ain't got to go get Irish wasted. You can hang out with Cody and Alex. No other pub. Watch college basketball. That's what this time of the year is always great about. March Madness tournament. Prop bets brackets and it just doesn't feel like that vibe that 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 feeling is here and I think it's college basketball's fault I don't think it's your fault I don't think it's my fault I don't think it's anybody's fault I think it's college basketball's fault I don't think they do a good job of marketing their sport I uh and and I before the show we we talked extensively about this like right I haven't I mean I used to root for KU yeah years ago (laughs) after the Wiggins debacle it just kind of turned me off to it and I was saying, it was like, you know, normally this time of year, it's pretty stressful as a college basketball fan because you've got conference tourney week. And I used to love, because usually this was spring break week when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So normally this time we would not have school and I am sitting around watching the Big 12 tournament. 
You know, I loved when they'd have those early afternoon sessions and mm-hmm. I'm watching like K-State, Oklahoma State play basketball at one o'clock. It was great. I loved it. And it was always really interesting because, you know, it was very important that you get some good momentum going into the the NCAA tournament selection Sunday. Like it can it can be really rough if you're like a three, four seed. You got a lot of tough teams you got to play. So we, you know, obviously you know that if you're a KU fan, because Bradley Bucknell. So I, I, for me, this was always a big time of year. I was always filling a bracket out. Last year, I realized that it just it wasn't for me anymore. Uh-huh. You know, I'll I'll watch the tournament games, uh-huh. but not intently. I last year was the first year in in a year that they had the tournament that I hadn't filled a bracket since I started watching college basketball in '98. It was the first time in over two decades I did not fill a bracket out. And I didn't feel like it was funny because we do like an office pool here. And I remember like getting an email for it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. Like, I'm I'm good. I'm not doing that. And like, I didn't fill out a bracket at all. Not on ESPN. Because, you know, they had that that perfect bracket challenge uh-huh. or whatever. You can get like a million dollars. You get it right. I, I, you know, I try to do it just in case. No idea. I just completely forgot about it. I did not do it, and I didn't feel bad about it. No. And I don't and I didn't watch very much of the tournament either. Right. And I didn't feel bad about it. And it's just because the game has changed so much. And college basketball's product has kind of gone down because so many of the top talented players don't stay around that it, it it's gotten to a point now where the game itself just doesn't feel like it's that important. It just feels like a feeder league for the NBA. Uh-huh. And you know, because of that, like my interest in the NBA has gone up over the years. Oh yeah, but I, I just can't find it in myself to care about college basketball like I used to. It's also not always your fault when the person that should be caring doesn't care either. So yeah. that's what it is. Coming up here after the break, we'll talk to Brandon Kylie. He had interesting words on Arrowhead Pride. I want to make sure he believes them himself. Live on the air next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Kind of feels like the old Saturday morning lineup here. You had BK that started it. Myself and Nick Price would be the the meat of the sandwich, and then you had Unicero and Jillian Carroll and Jillian Carroll and Sanchez round out Saturday afternoon. Is our is our Saturday reunion right here? I think a little bit. I mean, there's at least one member of each show. You had yeah. the lead off. You had out of bounds, and you had overtime. You're welcome that I remembered every single one of those names. <laughs> no longer in Kansas City, now in St. Louis. Brandon Kylie joins us now here tonight, uh, seven thirty four local time. BK, I'm worried for you because you got you got no baseball and you got two players that are dynamite in the St. Louis franchise and Adam Wainwright and and Yadier Molina with no swan song. So now they got to come back one more year, right? It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we need baseball here in St. Louis because the way that the Chiefs are always the topic in Kansas City yeah. is essentially what the Cardinals are here. And when we don't have them, things go awry very quickly with the show. So it would be very nice for me, both personally and yeah. professionally, if baseball could get its stuff together and please get this thing back on track. Well, hey, we will uh, talk Chiefs here because uh, that's what we do a lot in this area. You're very familiar with that. You had a pretty good piece on uh, Arrow at Pride, and I wanted to bring you on tonight to kind of discuss that. You had three names for those people that don't 
that don't read that that will after this this interview, those three names to me are very, very sexy. And I, I really want to hear why uh, on the air, like you have those three names fitting this roster and what their role would be for this team that make maybe that Golden State move by getting these players on this team. Yeah, so I'm assuming you're talking about James Bradbury would be one. That's James your guy. Jones would be a second. That's that. So we've got a cornerback, James Bradbury, from the New York Giants. That would be a trade. Uh, Amari Cooper, a wide receiver, coming over from the Dallas Cowboys after he's potentially released. And Chandler Jones, I'm assuming, is the third one that you're talking about. That's uh, correct. Coming over from the Arizona Cardinals in free agency. So those are the big names. The thing that I think people need to realize, let's start here. The Chiefs have a lot of flexibility. The answer to any question about how many scholarships does a college football team need or have uh, in any given offseason is how many do they need. They can always make more room based on what is available to them in the offseason. The same is true for the Chiefs this offseason when it comes to the salary cap. The answer to the question how much cap space do they have is how much do they need. The Chiefs have a lot of flexibility. If they need to start going into restructures with Mahomes or Chris Jones, if they need to restructure Joe Tooney, they can do that. If they want to go long-term with Orlando Brown to open up some more flexibility, they can do that. It sounds like they're already down the road of being able to extend Tyreek Hill, which will take his cap number down significantly for 2022. So that's the backdrop to all of this. How do they get a bunch of stuff done this offseason? Well, because they can The other thing that is very important for Chiefs fans to remember right now as we're looking towards the offseason is 2023 is when the cap is expected to explode. And what I mean by that is there are TV contracts that are expected to hit the books for the NFL next year. And when that happens, it triggers something in the CBA that gives a greater percentage of the overall revenues to the players. Now, that's a fancy way of saying players about to get a lot more money, man. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be a big, big backdrop for the Chiefs right now as they're looking at, okay, how do we structure contracts? So when I say the names like Chandler Jones or Amari Cooper or James Bradbury, and then I also had them signing in my ideal offseason a guy like Justin Reed, who's a very good young safety from the Texans, and a defensive tackle by the name of Akeem Hicks, formerly of the Chicago Bears, that's a lot of big moves, right? And I got a lot of blowback saying something to the degree of how are they going to be able to do all of this and make it work money-wise? Because they can. Like, they, they can go out there and do a lot of stuff this offseason if they want to. It might hurt them a little bit more in future years. There's some flexibility stuff that makes it a little more difficult to operate in 2024, 2025, stuff like that. But it's all in the name of making this team as good as possible for 2022 so that, that's kind of the starting point, and then we can go wherever you want from that. So my big thing tomorrow, obviously, the cap deadline hits 3 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock, or, yeah, 3 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock our time. I think it's interesting to think when you look at this situation that, that, there, that is the, the Chargers, right? Because I think the Chargers are the team that, to me, is one of the most important teams to watch because of the amount of money they have to spend and some of the players that they want to bring in slash keep. If they don't tag Mike Williams, how much sense does it make for the Chiefs to be very aggressive towards him to be on this roster? So this is an interesting offseason for the wide receiver market because there's quite a few good ones. Uh, It sounds like Michael Gallup is going to be back in Dallas. so You can probably go ahead and cross him off of your list. My expectation at this point is that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be back with the Rams. He's also going to be coming off of a torn ACL in February. So, chances.
chances are he's not going to be 100% early in the season. So you can probably cross him off your list as well. But there's still a bunch of other good ones. Allen Robinson's a guy that I really like. Mike Mm -hmm. Williams makes some sense for this team. I think if you wanted to go down a notch from them, DJ Chark is a good player. Juju Smith-Schuster, we know, has already in past offseason been connected with the Chiefs. Prior to today, I thought Kelvin Ridley would be an interesting (laughs) option for the Chiefs. Uh, You can go ahead and cross him off as well. So as you see, the names are somewhat dwindling, and that's how I ended up with Amari Cooper. I think he's the best-case scenario for the Chiefs this offseason if you're looking for a receiver who just fits exactly what they want, would come in and be able to play on the outside and is a true possession guy. I think he is the best receiver that they could go out there and get. If you're not going that route, Mike Williams makes a ton of sense, but I think he's going to get the franchise tag. So if he became available and he was able to hit the open market, now the issue is he also deals with a lot of injuries in his past. So there's some questions there both in terms of the stability of him as a player and also the fit in terms of what he does well and where he wins. But he's objectively a really good player, and he adds the size that this team sorely lacks on the outside. So I could definitely see how it would make sense. I would personally prefer Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and I actually think Juju Smith-Schuster might fit a little better given the cost and the style of player that he is. But Mike Williams would objectively be a good signing if they wanted to go that route. So the way you're looking at it is maybe you don't – draft a receiver high, go find a free agency uh, addition when it comes to receiver? Is it just kind of like play it as the market develops? Uh, both. I mean, yeah. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to going and getting one of each, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't think you can ever have too many weapons. I think what we're seeing now in the NFL with the way that teams are building is find yourself a quarterback and then surround him with as many weapons as possible. And that was the lesson of the Rams last year. I think what people forget is the Rams didn't add Odell Beckham because uh, Robert Woods went down with a knee injury. They added Odell Beckham, and then uh, Robert Woods went down with a knee injury. Their hope was they would have Odell plus Robert Woods plus Cooper Cup plus those two tight ends that they liked at the time and multiple running backs as weapons for Matthew Stafford. They were building around their star quarterback. I think the same should be true for the Chiefs. Now, what we saw last year with the way that they built their offense is they finally found a way to get McCole Hardman involved consistently, but it was mostly as a gadget player. And I think that's kind of what he is. So go out to the market, find yourself a legitimate number two wide receiver, and then if you want to draft another guy, a wide receiver in the second, third, fourth round, I think that would make a lot of sense as a developmental path. But I, I'm not opposed to either. This is a really good draft for receivers. And if you want to go get yourself a little more talent there, I, I'm here for it, man. Do you think that Orlando Brown Jr. gets a contract before the season starts? I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people suggesting that that's a no-doubter. I'm not so sure. I, I think he's going to be here long-term, and that doesn't necessarily mean he has to get a contract this offseason. He's at $16 million on the tag. Mm-hmm. And if they sign him long-term, it'll almost certainly be for more than $20 million per year. It might just be good business, honestly, for the Chiefs to get him under contract this year for the franchise tag and then next year to lock him up long-term. doesn't mean that's what they're going to do because if they decided to sign him long-term this year, it does mean that they would probably be able to get that cap hit down and it would open up some more flexibility. I don't think they need 
to sign him long term this offseason. But if they do, I think it just shows you how how secure they are with the player. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Brandon Kylie of 11 to 2 on 101 ESPN. Talking Mizzou football, Rock'em Nation, Chiefs, Arrowhead Pride, everything in between. I'll be in your neck in the woods this weekend, by the way. I'll be in uh, O'Fallon for Snake Saturday. Nice. That's not too far from where I live. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's going to be crappy weather. So I've, I've already told him to Sarah, I'm packing the cardigan and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I'm, I'm ready to get down in St. Louis. So I love it. Hey man, I hope the Cardinals get going. I hope baseball gets going for your sake, for my sake, for everything. So uh, take care, be easy and uh, keep being you, man. Absolutely. Same to you, man. By the way, the yep. Chiefs are going to go out there and get a big time corner. I don't know who it's going to be, but they're going to do it because they have to finally invest in the position. Take it easy, bud. You bet, man. That's Brandon Kylie with a with a huge hot take at the very end. They're gonna get a big time corner at the end of uh, of free agency. So that starts in seven days. We are a week away uh, from free agency starting the NFL. We come back. John Heyman really makes me think baseball's never getting played again. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. Burns Hot Stove. The Royals started off brilliantly. Thursday nights at 6, 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to Brandon Kylie for joining us here. Uh, Brandon Kylie of 101 ESPN. St. Louis, I do worry about like towns like that when it comes to baseball. Because it's exactly like he said, like how we are with the Chiefs. Like you don't need baseball in this town right now. For you do. I mean, I want it. it don't get we me wrong. We want it, but we don't but, like, need it. The NFL and the Chiefs can carry you for 12 months. Like that is proof. There is proof of that. Like the NFL has been done for almost a full month. And it leads everything in sports right now. Like everybody's talking about receivers and free agents today. Cal Ridley just went nuts on social media and, and football broke that story and, and nothing else mattered. We talk about guys running around in body suits. Yeah. You know, at, at a, you know, basically working out once a year, we spend days talking about that. That's how much football has us like, it's there's nothing that compares to the control that football has on us. It's just, it's the most dominating organization in the country. And when you believe it, you'll see it. But until then, just wait. 
the other thing that's hard that that you see that you believe is is the fact that I just and I do this at the end of the seven o'clock hour because we're just we're just kind of running over the same rut. Like we're going over the same tire marsh with this, and that is baseball. And the guy that I lock into is Jeff Passan, and then the other one is John Heyman. And Heyman's he's just I think he's got to the point where like there's no more sleep. It's just to the point where he's just he's done with it. He's just gonna text you, he's just gonna tweet and talk about everything that is negative when it comes to baseball. He said at MLB negotiation suggestion of the day, semi-regular feature. He's now began this type of thing on, on Twitter. Split differences and make luxury tax threshold $229 million. MLB is at $220. Union $238. million is cost of number four starter. As one baseball person pointed out about CBT, we're not even talking about money. We're talking about space. Right. Like, I, mean, like, I, was talking about, yeah. I talked about that on Friday. It's like they're arguing like, over money that teams don't even want to spend. Right. Like, like only three teams were over because the, 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 the right. CBT last year was 210 million. Only three teams were above 200. Right. Most of those teams were like below 190 because they don't want to be anywhere close to it. They don't want to spend money. If you say, hey, you could spend 238, they're still not going to spend more. No, never. And the thing that's crazy about this is he says both sides believe they've made major compromises and the other side has made very few. Both sides believe the other is being unreasonable. The one thing both sides agree on now that we may be in this for quite a wait. That's what like scares me. Like when I read that tweet this morning, the first thing that went in my head was we ain't getting baseball until July because this is, this is to give you an example this is like if you've ever had a conversation with like a best friend or a significant other, wife, fiance, girlfriend, where like you're like, hey, Saturday, we're staying out till at least 11. They're like, nah, we're going to stay out till like 10. I don't want to stay out till 11. And then what happens is you just don't go out because you weren't going to be helping on bending your time or your, your compromise to someone else's side. You're like, nah, man. I'm staying out till 11. Well, if you're going to stay out till 11, I'm not going out. I'm staying out till 10. I'll stay out till 10 with you. I don't want to stay out till 10. I want to stay out till 11. I don't want to do that. And then neither side ends up compromising because the other one thinks that, well, they're wrong. I'm right. And what's crazy is it's not even really over a whole lot. It's just that what the main narrative is, is that one side wants to be right and wants to get their way that they don't care about the other side or what the other side wants. That's the problem with baseball. The stubbornness. Problem, the problem is like the owners and the players too, because the players are arguing over the wrong things. Right. Because they should be arguing more about like, uh, for instance, service time manipulation mm-hmm. or even instituting a salary floor, which would actually raise the amount of it would there more players would make more money if they had a salary floor instead of having a, a you know raising this the luxury tax level but they're they're arguing about the wrong things but right both these sides right because it's so contentious especially what we saw in 2020 where they were fighting over like covid protocols and and the and the money that would be divvied up there it was just it was a, a great showing that neither of these sides they they got to dominate the other side right. it's, it's ego well, you know, when Vern, Vern talked about when he was like, it's like a, there's that competitive fire that the that the owners are kind of like pulling out of the players. 
this has become a point where it's a war of attrition Mm -hmm. and both sides are willing to take financial losses and reputation losses to beat the other side. But it's not good for the game because I talk about this a lot this weekend. People are going to learn to live without baseball. They're going to learn to live without it because it's during a time of year. We've got a lot of other things going on. And because baseball's hardcore fan base has diminished significantly, significantly the last 20 years, a lot of people are going to be perfectly okay with losing two months of baseball because they want less baseball anyways. So you're not hurting nearly as many people as you think you are by trying to strong arm the other side and push this lockout further into the summer because a lot of people don't want that much damn baseball anyways. So you're only going to create a situation where people are going to be like, eh, I don't really need baseball in, in April. And once you get to that point, the popularity of your sport will just continue to fall from there even more than it already is right now. Because I do agree with that from the Jay Southland Toast Service text line from the, from the 913. Honestly, baseball shouldn't start until May anyway. 45-degree April ball, uh, it blows. Maybe this will help get to that. Uh, it, you just listened to what Chris Nacero was saying. You would think that that would help get to that because, let's be real, the majority of the baseball uh, players are from either the South or they're from the Dominican Republic. Like, that's just the way that which baseball... Which is the South. Which is also, like, <laughs> the, the further South than, like, Texas and Florida yeah. and those types of players. There's much come, better weather. Right. You know, and you have a lot of Cuban-born Puerto Rican players that also are used to playing in warm baseball. I remember when the Chiefs had Jose Guillen. And they were like, you know, how come it's just not clicking right now? And he's like, it's 37 degrees in Kansas City. I can't get around on the ball, and I just don't like playing in this weather. He could hit, though. And then when it got to July, it was like, oh. He was cranking them in the summer. That's when the ball comes off the bat. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. You don't. And the thing is, and what's crazy about baseball is that you don't, to me personally, you don't need 162 games. And, And the problem that I have with baseball is that baseball is so stubborn that it can't honestly realize that its sport is unwilling to change and that's what's going to hurt it in the long run because you look at the NFL and with the NFL the NFL changes every single year the only thing that the NFL is in question about with players and and its owners in the league is overtime rules like a lot of people want to see overtime rules change and the NFL has tinkered with overtime rules in the past like they have gone from like well it's a coin toss whoever scores first wins and then of course obviously they change it to where if they score a field goal then the other team has a chance to come down the field and score a touchdown and win. Or if they score a field goal, then we go back and forth, obviously until then the next score wins. And you didn't see anybody who loves football or traditionalists that used to play it or follow it say, this is really going to screw the sport up. And then you saw them add an extra game and nobody like Peyton or Drew Brees or Dan Marino or Brett Favre. These guys have a lot of, sacred records from a 16 game season. Not one of them was like, Oh, great. Now my records are tarnished. Now my records are screwed. Every record in baseball is already tarnished. The all time hits leader isn't allowed anywhere near the hall of fame. Black ball from the, from baseball. The all time home run record is non-existent, not even allowed in the hall of fame. Not even, not even acknowledged as the best baseball player we've ever seen. And baseball itself still prides itself on records that were made when you had half the league as athletes, the other half is milkmen or just fill in guys that were just playing ball. Like Joe DiMaggio's hit record will never be broken. 
because he was doing that against slums. And they weren't even allowing African-American guys to play. You think Joe DiMaggio is getting 56 straight games with a hit if it was the league that it was 10 years later? No. But baseball still prides itself on those times. And until baseball can humble itself and not be this crazy, like, America's pastime, that couldn't be more ironic because it is a pastime of a sport because you're losing your youth and that is what is important. You don't have baseball right now. And like Chris said, no one's going to care in 10 years because people are going to learn to get by without baseball. Because right now people are more excited about the salary cap deadline, about the franchise tag deadline, and about when free agency starts. Because let me tell you something. Free agency beginning in the NFL, it gets very, very hot with NFL talk. Because you start talking about names that were somewhere else that are now somewhere else, and it gets interesting because then guess what? Then you start getting schedule release. Then people start figuring out what games they're going to. Baseball, you are hurt very, very bad. Somebody that did not hurt the Chiefs very bad whatsoever, who I give an A- minus, is going to test the market. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.